What's happening? It's Contracts Uncut, Season 2, Episode 5. You know, presented by Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brother. Man, I got a special guest with me today. I got... Man, it's the timeless music. I mean, this man, Melodies, go fucking crazy. That's right. All throughout the years. I mean, you make it talented, bruh. I, I, I give that to you. You a trendsetter. You a hit maker. I got Mr. Tayas third in the motherfucking building. What's happening? You feel me? How you doing, bro? I'm chilling. No, I'm trying to stay away from these viruses and shit like that. Man, the corona's so real. I heard corona is like the whole stock went down, bro. Man, I'm, I'm not even drinking coronas nor going to Corona City. I'm staying away from Man. anything named Corona. For real, for real. <laughs> we trying to go around on the uh, around That's the box. Fact. I'm going around, <laughs> beating around the bushes, all that shit. Man, fuck that. Motherfuckers is really getting that kid and play on when they uh, meet people and shit. You seen the viral video? Nah. Where they take their foot in the Oh, yeah, and they get yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a bunch of these. Oh, okay, to the elbow. Yeah, okay, elbow. okay. Put yeah. your twist to it. And you know, I've been scared because I just took like 29 planes already. So I'm just like, wow. Like, I'm lucky. Bruh, but were you really blessed that? Mm-hmm. You didn't get on no carnival cruise. Nah, I didn't. Yeah. They just said, they got, they had some of them docked over here in San Pedro. Yeah, but they all gonna be docked there in a minute. They the leading fucking provider of that. Yeah, I'm cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> no votes for me, man. So, bruh, I uh, start off every episode with a quote. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the idea is that I say the quote, you tell me how you feel. Okay. If it relates to you, if it doesn't, and it's contrast uncut. So you ain't gonna hurt my feelings or anybody else's feelings, but the idea is to get it out there. Okay, for sure. All right, if I panic, Everyone else panics. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I can feel that. Because like, it's like I'm the leader of the troops. Like, as a sergeant in the army, you can't be a sucker because then everybody behind you going to be a sucker. Facts. And, you know, I see myself as a leader, so I got to stay on point, stay on my pivot. Because once I uh, lose it, they all going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And that's being a provider. Mm-hmm. That's a real one. That's a fact, too. Real talk. I take that shit as, like, you know, as anything happens, pipes, you feel me, can bust under pressure, but I'm not. Yeah. I try to have that ice-cold veins in that panic situation. Yeah. It's pressure like, McDonald's. For real, for real. You just think about what to do next. What can I do differently that they not doing so I don't look insane trying to do it? Facts. Facts. You feel me? I feel that. So, you know... I, I, I do that so that, that we can pretty much break the ice. Mm-hmm. So that, you feel me, that's, that's you know, the way how this show rolls. It's, it's goes from this to the, my next thing. My next thing is pretty much an origin question. Because, you know, as much as I know a lot about you, Brex, I've been slapping your shit since, <laughs> what, 2008? That's love. Yeah, I was a baby boy. But, bro, you had the streets on lock. I was in L.A. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I mean, that's when we really got to dance and party. And you feel me? That that whole wave was the wave. Yeah, that was a good time. The West one had a fun time. And so, you know, you transitioned from that to staying relevant. And that's something that I give a lot of people their flowers for is that through the transitions of how they got themselves into the industry, they find ways to stay. Oh, yeah. They don't look at the excuse of, this ain't it no more. They ain't fucking with my sound. You finding a reason to be a part of the sound and be ahead of the curve. Yeah, I mean, I felt like that before, but, like, I ain't never had no plan B. And I've always been getting money from this shit, so I was just like, well, we'll just gotta do some better music. 
So I just went back to the drawing board. Like, as you can see now, the melodies. I used to rap back then. But the reason I started doing melodies, melodies was because I couldn't say certain words the way I wanted to say them by rapping. Mm. But when you do a melodies, you can bend certain words and aspects of it to make it more appealing. So, you know, I just, uh, I just stayed on it, really, even though I used to uh, want to stop, go be a, go back to school and shit, but I was like, fuck it. So let me ask you this. You brought up a very good point, because I bring this up with a lot of my guests. Mm. There is no plan A. I mean, no plan B. This nah. is it. Plan A is, that's it. Plan yeah. B supports plan A. Yeah, because if you got a plan A and a plan B, you ain't going to be able to focus on the main goal, the main aspect. Because you don't want. believe in plan A if you yeah, got a plan you B. you got a plan B, you don't believe, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, I, I take that into heed because you sat there and it, it, it actually segues to what I'm going to ask you. The segment is, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? I mean, the game, I think I, I think we chose each other because when I started out, I was rapping when I was a kid. I was rapping when I was like five, six, seven, eight in elementary school. But I remember one time I got off the bus and I was rapping and my partner came up to me just like, this is weird, but he need me in the balls. It's like, you don't rap, you talk, bro. And I was just like, distraught. <laughs> you feel me? Like, fuck me. He was up. a star. Yeah, it was a rapper actually from the day. I mean, it's a rapper that raps today too. His name Indian Blue. Okay. My partner, my partner. But, uh, <laughs> so I stopped rapping. I was over it. But I used to always be like, listening to music. Cause my mom, she like super music, like just super into music. She don't do music, but she listened to everything. Like John B, the Tupac, to like shit. Uh, Elton John, you know, all this good ass music. And then my father, he was um, Tony Allen. He's the one that sung Night Out, that old song. Oh, Night Out. That's my grandfather. So I, I swear I think that it chose me. Because it was in your DNA. Yeah, but then as I got older, I chose it. I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. This is, this is it. I think, you know, as you're telling me this, I think the universe has kept on coming back to you where you like, it's in me, it's in me, yeah. it's in me. Now let me go ahead and put it on some people. Yeah, I, cause I, in high school, I was just doing drawing. I was going to be like an artist. I was going to go to school for art. But then like, when I went to jail, I actually kind of fucked up my schooling. When I was in jail, that's when I kind of found the back. You know, what you going to do in jail? You just got to write and shit. It's time and to sit. Yeah, and then jail, I thought I was writing some good shit, but to my realization, I wrote better when I was because your mind's not trapped. Exactly. Real so, talk. At that point, I think that's when I made the, um, the I Smoke, I Drink song and shit. Was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's funny because I be feeling like the only two people, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the only two people that came out of the pen and really did something like hit, well, actually three people, Life Jennings, mm -hmm. T Grizzly, mm -hmm. Akon. Mm -hmm. You know, Pac, well, Pac already had it on there. My partner was the sport jam. Oh, yeah, you right. He was with Digital Underground and all of them and shit. But, um, yeah, see, Grizzly and them definitely did that. You know, jail, though, once you're a rapper, then you go to jail. Jail, like a, a clout token. You blow all the way up. You got to come out with that shit still. Though. Like, for example, Gucci Man, one of my favorite rappers, but I don't feel the same. I want him to, I don't like the sober Gucci. Like, you know, I praise him for being sober and such, but I mix the crazy <laughs> name. You feel me? No, he's back to the ghost. That's, yeah. my, that's my favorite rapper. All love. No, I fuck with Gucci. He really had the whole block track. Yeah, he taught me how to rap. I used to have um, wires in my mouth because I got to a skateboard accident. Skateboard like hit me in my mouth and shit fucked up my mouth. So I like for like two to three months, all I was listening to was Gucci. I think that's when I was like 17. 
And that's when I started getting all my schemes and shit, bro. When I first rapped, it all came from like the East of, like I think it was the the Will Chamberlain mixtape. Uh, and then that's how the sound really got saturated. And that's how that's how I start like. That's when you started watering your own garden. Yeah, I started, <laughs> you know, because what I did was I put it in like a like a um, like a lot of punchlines, like Wayne was doing at the time. But I was still saying shit. It wasn't just a punchline, 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 punchline. Like I set it up. Like every probably like four bars, I'll say something clever. Mm. But all the other three bars, I'm just talking crazy. Have <laughs> fun, bro. That was the fun here. Did you right? So it's obvious to say that that you were inspired, but at the same time, it's a natural thing for you. Yeah. In the same way, it's like, all right, it's in me now. I found a way. This is what I re uh, reflect on, and then now, shit, I'm pushing. Yeah, I well, push to start. I think because um, when I was like five or six years old, five or six years old, I used to pee in the bed and then some wild shit. My brother used to make me write every word in the dictionary if I did it to stop me from peeing in the bed. Mm, this is yeah, but that shit low-key stuck with me. Like all them words, like my diction is low-key fire. Like I'm good at, you know, switching it up when I need to speak. But uh, more so, like the words just came to me when I was rapping. I so, how much are you told to dumb shit down? Have I toned it down? No, no. How many times have you been told to dumb it down? Oh, um, shit. If someone would have left your. I haven't really been told that before. I know, I, I know what I want to hear. I know what the streets want to hear. Mm. I'll probably, um, yeah, I ain't never really been told that. No. I've actually been told that I need to smarten it up. <laughs> I was talking about pills and shit like that. Like, man, we want to hear something different. That's when I, I think I made a song called Mr. Robert Maoli. And I was just like, um, shedding light on how the politics and the government, I feel like how they puppets. Somebody behind them that's really controlling shit. Man, that's deep as fuck. Yeah, that's a cul de sac right there, man. Yeah, it's, it's a whole <laughs> rabbit hole. Once you start, I'm telling you, once you Ooh. dig into it, you'll get into a rabbit hole, bro. Man. Start seeing my type of shit make you think twice. Like, alright. Man, it just means stay out the way. Yeah, stay out the way. Stay the out the way. <laughs> Coronavirus is real, boy. Yes, you know, as we talking about this, I have an awareness segment. Mm -hmm. uh, and pretty much my whole idea when I ask this question is pretty much to get your story to inspire the youngsters on what they do. And I'm going to ask you when was the last time you were pulled over? And, um, you know, youngsters, they don't get the advice. You feel me? I, Maybe you were blessed because you had OGs, but a lot of these young cats today don't have OGs and they ain't got no one telling them what to do in the situation when the red and blue lights come on, that bright beam, that blurp sound hit. They don't know what to do. And I asked all my guests this question so we can have awareness on so that we doing the right thing because obviously we blessed, we got out the situation. If we sat, we got up and we, we kept it with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I got pulled over like two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, I I consistently get pulled out, pulled over in Long Beach because they aware of who I am and uh, my gang affiliations. But um, I ain't got no records, so you know I'm looking an asshole. <laughs> you know I'm like, the fuck are you doing this shit? But for like a younger teen or somebody who do got a record, or even if he just in the wrong, like I'll say, you know, just be cordial with him, like have some respect for him. I wouldn't say kiss their ass. I mean. But I wouldn't say nah, like you know don't nah, don't be respectful. Yeah, just be respectful. I seen I seen cops like for example they put over my man and he was drunk but he was real respectful and they just told him you know park the car you know he can walk home and take over. And then in my situation I was smoking weed 
the cop want to pull me over. And since I was being an asshole, the nigga want to give me a wet breakfast, driving thing, whatever the situation is. Oh. Yeah, but all that shit got expunged. But it just shows you, like, you know, being respectful can kind of get you further than being disrespectful. Bro, you see my skin color. I have been in all type of hoods and have not been touched because I'm respectful, bro. Yeah. I get it. You feel me? You gotta give it to receive it. Yes. Yeah, and then if you don't get it received, then you know they're gonna do something. So you gotta look for your exit strategy, exactly. strategy or have a strategy. Exactly. Disrespect you know? only, only comes with more disrespect. Real so talk. It's an energy. Book. Yeah, and I've been reading this book called The Four Agreements, and it just teaches you really how to um, how to control it. You know, don't take things personal. Really Keep gotta, yeah, you somebody said something like, I ain't, it ain't gotta affect me. I can just be like, all right. Let it bounce off. Nothing. Mm. That's maturity, man, because I'm still working on that. Motherfucker cut me off, and I'm still working on not trying to be extra yeah, about that. Man, I be in cars with people that be doing that, and I just be like, what you gonna do? Hit them with your car? Are you gonna crash their car? <laughs> Bruh, have you seen this? some of them videos? Yeah, they do be doing that. That's why I ask. <laughs> I gotta make sure you don't. Like, let me out the car before you want oh, to Oh, no, I'm a chauffeur, bro. I'm a driver, driver. Like, the driver. I make yeah. you go to sleep because you're comfortable. Fire. Nah, we ain't. But nah, we don't, we don't do all that. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, shit. Yeah, you know, youngster years, boy. I was Oh, yeah, active. I was wild. Yeah, I was wild. Act, yeah. You know, um, yeah, growth comes with maturity. I mean, yeah. maturity comes with growth, actually. Yeah, because you can't say it's over time because I still got partners that's doing no, the same yeah. Hell shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pursuit of happiness, but you know what people forget about? Mm. The love part. You mm. gotta love to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's where the passion kicks in. That's where you get to see yourself going above and beyond and reaching what your goals are, what you manifest. Mm. And shoot, honestly, I see the lot in what you've done, your history. Yeah, I feel appreciate that. What's the song, song, bro, that over your course that you feel like is always gonna be in your head? You can spit that 16 hot, like, in a second. Like mine? Yeah, because you got uh, I got a couple of them. got hits. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of them. I'll say one that uh, I feel the most, which is uh, probably Lower Side. This one I got with my boy named Scooby Young. Okay. Well, I feel that one the most because that, <clears throat> I was really like in a deep time, I mean, a dark time. And uh, transitioning time. Not, yeah, it was, it was a dark time for me in my life. I was going through some stupid shit. I was doing some stupid shit. And so when I wrote that song, I was in like a dark place, but when I released it, it shed light on my problems and my dilemmas, and it actually put me in a better place. You know, shit blew up, shit was on the radio, was on the radio, got more shows, more money from me, niggas stopped reaching out, wanted features, because that was like the first time I really saw the hook, and they like, that's you? I'm like, yeah. All right, shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to see if you can do it again. I just kept delivering. I got this new song coming out called, uh, actually, I put it out, it's called Make It Out Alive. And that shit just touches bases on growing up and like in this environment. Mm-hmm. Man, so I got this thing called Treading Places. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we take two iconic lives and do like Freaky Friday, Treading Places, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. They wake up with different lives. Mm-hmm. And for you today, I got, you know, we in Long Beach, so I thought it'd be wise enough for me to go ahead and take the uncle Snoop mm-hmm. and trade his life and I know you feel me it's just touchy because mm-hmm. we connected mm-hmm. trade his life with Will Ferrell 
shit, that's probably gonna be dope. Do you think number one, will it work? And number two, what would it be like if Will Ferrell was Snoop Dogg waking up and doing it and Snoop Dogg woke up and Will Ferrell's body? And we go over the course of history. No, I think it would have been the same. Will Ferrell smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fact. So, he was like, that's the common denominator. That's the common thing right there, and then they both funny. <clears throat> so they you both. tell me Snoop can go ahead and do- Yeah, Snoop uh, can act. Yeah, he can, but can he be a, a news anchor and pull off that whole Hell Burgundy yeah. shit? Hell yeah, Snoop. I think Snoop, see- But Snoop, I don't think it would've been Rob Burgundy, though. It, it probably wouldn't have been as funny, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been spitting as good as Snoop. But then you never know, because it would've been like a different, it would've been a whole just different outcome there wouldn't have been nothing that you could compare to because there's nobody that done it before like nobody uh, was Ron Burgundy before so I guess I'll just be the it'll be right because it's the first time it's being done which is I guess it's Snoop <laughs> I don't know but hey, that shit was confusing as hell hold on <laughs> that shit just confused the shit out of me but now nah, I think it worked though because <clears throat> they do got a lot of common things that they that I can uh, pinpoint so you think Will Ferrell could do juice and gin yeah, gin and juice. Yeah, gin and juice. Yeah, he probably would have called it juice and gin when his ass, right? He probably would have called it juice and gin. Uh, ah, yeah, shit. If he had Snoop voice, yeah, it probably wouldn't have came out the same, though. What do you think, man? What, what do you think would be different? What's one thing that would be different about each one if this would really happen? Snoop wouldn't be able to probably just do the acting, like the certain scenes, like Will Ferrell. Probably Will Ferrell wouldn't be able to smoke as much as Snoop. <laughs> man, I heard Snoop is the Sandman. Sandman. You Put mean? you to sleep. Mm. No, it's crazy. I never smoked with Snoop before. No, I ain't never smoked with Snoop before, but I've been in a room when he was smoking outside. Like, second hand. Yeah, that shit got me high. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I think we was at his press conference. And it was crazy because it was like a room like probably as big as this. And it was like... Like 20 people in there. So I'm pretty sure all of us was high. Snoop was sitting on a panel like 10 feet away, and I'm still getting dumb high. I'm like, whoa. Man, this is drifting. Yeah, I never smoked with Snoop, but I definitely got to. So. Is that on the bucket yeah. list? Yeah, it's something that, you know. But it's accessible. Yeah, that's my problem. Most people don't have that right. <laughs> it's crazy because I, when I first seen Snoop, I seen Snoop on his block. His, uh, his cousin's living on the end of my block. Oh, okay. And say nothing to me, I was like, damn. I felt like as if he didn't like me, but when this whole thing fell off with Bobby Dean, Uncle Snoop's army, like, oh yeah. So, I got this thing, we got pod decks, they don't pay us, so we don't talk about it too much, but they What's got that? interesting questions. Okay. It's like a deck of trading, a uh, deck of uh, cards, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And you feel me? My producer that's not with me got a with him, but he pulled cards for me so that I could hit you with the randomness of the questions. Okay. And they just good questions, they just, you feel me, it helps break the ice and it catches you at the same time of just impulse. Okay. Impulse. Who, question number one, who or where would you haunt if you were a ghost? Oh, am I a or am I just, I just somehow? Nah, to be honest with you, nah, to be chill with y'all, I'll probably hunt my brother and shit, just fuck it with him. Just because I, I can. <laughs> he big bro? Yeah. 
That makes sense. Mm. All that shit you did to me when I was young. Yeah, like, I got you. Don't believe in ghosts. I'm on you now, buddy. <laughs> then my spirit is alive. Exactly. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
we talk about it off air. This man don't even watch the TV because that's how much YouTube rules. That's kind of a fact. YouTube probably get more views than regular channels now. I think probably regular TV don't get that much views. No but they losing money. I know they are. It's on them. Even YouTube made their own TV. Yeah. I got YouTube TV. I ain't, I see, YouTube I ain't seen that TV either. <laughs> <laughs> So, bro, I know I've been seeing a lot of your uh, your album release parties. Uh, I know you're excited about that because I seen the pictures, bro. That was real smiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always smile. I got some big ass teeth. I can't help it. I don't be wanting to. So, uh, man, what are you what are you excited for that's coming up? I didn't I didn't even drop that album yet. I know, no, I'm gonna drop it on Friday. But um, I'm excited for Bobby D's concert we got coming up. I think it's like the weekend of Cinco de Mayo. I think it's Sunday. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for April. I'm going to go to Europe for like 30 days. Something out there. Um, mm. I'm also, I'm super excited because I'm going to open my dog business. I'm going to start breeding dogs. I just got my hands on a Merle. A tricolor Merle. Okay. So I'm going to see how that come out. Um, I'm just excited for this, this partnership I got with Bobby D. Working out good, it's actually been something that's keeping me happy. I got a lot to be excited for, for sure. Man, he has a great team that just everybody's on board to actually push the thing, common denominator success. Yeah, that's that's all they're trying to get out. And if, if you're a part of it, they trying to be a part of it too. Yeah, that's a fact. So, nah, Bobby D, we both appreciate you, brother. That's my dad right there, man. So, this is why I flip it because. Uh, I know you've been on some interviews. You've probably never ever been asked this, and I get this a lot. Mm. You got any questions for me? Yeah. How about what got you into this? Like, first of all, were you doing like before this called podcasting? What's it called? It was uh, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, was you doing like any interviews lately? Nah, to be honest, uh, I had my first radio show like UC Santa Barbara. I used to like throw parties and shit. Mm. So we have a little radio channel. That was it. But I never did interviews. I just started doing interviews in November. Situations put me in South Central, Bob Dan and Compton, mm-hmm. been in the beach. I've been off of Olive and Third. And yeah, that's what I said. So, you know, I, I, I've been around, I've been around. God's blessing, I've been to the Bay, for me, and, and uh, so much culture that I couldn't run away from it. And then I had to figure out how to utilize why do I know so many people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have a brother I manage, he's dope at music, but we can never like transfer the heat relationships that I have with people into his success and then pretty much how to figure out a way to make it my success because I'm getting older, I got two kids, a wife. My life got well, more. Actually, next you got any kids. I ain't got none yet. I need I need to make you know. Yeah bro, I got a son and a daughter. That's uh, right. My son's Tremere, my daughter Zoe. That's right. I'm a dedicated father and I feel like just because you asked that question, I know you're gonna be a dedicated father. I know you're probably uh, yeah. a dedicated uncle. I want a kid so bad. Now I ain't got my brother ain't got no kids. My mom my mom Uh, what you do? Bro, we put an eighth into a blunt uh-huh. and went out to the water and we thought the water. 
like we left. It was a party, bro. This is something I never forget. I gotta tell this story. Yeah. So I eat the shrooms like in my uh, my roommate, his dad, you feel me, just had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, Don't do nothing, don't do nothing. Let me come talk to you. And so I was like, all right, all right, my partner bought me the shrooms. Like, you gonna eat these, man, because we eating them right now. Yeah. And I'm like, some nasty shit, but fuck it. My roommate just gonna have to deal with me, however that shit hits. Yeah. And so this nigga pull up and uh I give him the van. He started talking about his day, he started crying. The street life on the corner started changing colors. My partner, my partner is crying about his dad having a stroke. And I'm laughing. Oh my god. Oh, I know bruh. he was like, yo my god, like what the fuck? Bruh, he was rushing, so he was like, whatever the fuck you want, I wanna be on. Cause this right here ain't. I don't me. need to be like that on me. <laughs> and so we went and picked up some and man, bro, we was lit. And then he bought an eighth and then he spent an hour rolling up a blunt. So while he was rolling up the blunt, my partner, we all did shrooms in the house. We threw a party, we was on DP. I don't know if you ever been to Santa Barbara. Yeah, I've been to Santa Barbara before. I was the DP's last block. And so we lived at 6688. And we threw the party upstairs. I'm at the front door, bro. Females coming in, fellas coming out, slamming the door. Why? <laughs> Open the door back up. Why? And in my mind, bro, I thought I was causing like waves in the fucking house. Mm. And everybody else that was in the in, on the couch was watching a family guy talking about Stewie is jumping out, talking about give me my money, Brian. Like on TV? Yeah, bro. I'm talking about breath. Uh, I probably never do shrooms again, but I love that experience. Cause when I could talk about it, it takes me back to yesterday. Right, <laughs> man. I see arts. Right, so I had to do the shroom trip. I went to like the um, I went to Yosemite. I was like in Redwoods, but it was a fire trip, so I'm like, and it's my first time doing it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Bro, you did it with fucking hella fire trees? I'm talking about the tree was talking to me. <laughs> Nigga, I seen elves in Jersey, like the elves had jerseys on. It was wild. Like, what team was they rocking? And I couldn't really see no team. I could see like a all white and blue and a little like a, a Colts jersey. But I don't know if it's a Colts. But they were just running. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, well, they were doing routes? They, they was tripping. They was just like running and shit, but, but it was like nothing too bad, so I'm cool with it. So now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck with shrooms. I did shrooms at Roller Loud. The worst thing I could ever do in my life, bro. As soon as I walked in, I seen the like, the lights start flicking. Man, that was a good ass question. I ain't even asked, what thought about that in years, man. Shit, I know you were having a good night. And then you had a bad night. And I had a horrible night. It was a fucking nightmare, bro. Man, you got any, any more? Man, I'm like. Yeah, I got some more. Whoa. You believe, oh, you believe aliens? I believe that there's stuff out of this world, yeah. Is that, is that alien? It's a UFO. It's an unidentified flying. What do you think it's like a living being? Actually, I'm gonna keep it real. Hell yeah. You know, I think that I think that aliens came down and had sex with uh, monkeys and mators. I literally think that. And if you really look at it, it's like the Bible kind of says something like that. But I, I think they're calling the aliens angels. And right. they call it energy god. But, uh, cause if you look at it, a monkey, right? They say that we made in the image of God, right? And, um, God came from the sky. That's what they say, obviously. And these UFOs came from the sky. I think they was called the Anunnaki's or some shit like that. And I heard that they came down here because they needed some gold for their orbits. Or for their, um, for their, um, for their world because they, that shit called again? That's around. It's a natural, we have a natural resource. No, what's that shit around our Earth? Solar system. That, 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 that don't let the um, meteors come in and burn the meteors like the ozone layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit burned up. So they need gold to reflect the sun from their planet. So, so they throw it in the um, sky. 
And what they did was they came over here and they was taking our gold in Africa. And they was like, yo, we tired of going back and forth to Earth, back to our planet, back and forth. So we're going to make a slave, like a, a, a slave that can mine for us. So we can just come and pick this shit up. And while we're gone, they still mining. And I think them niggas had sex with a monkey and made a manual. See, bro, I'm mixed, right? Mm-hmm. Now you tell me how that shit works so that my white skin can come out like this. Well, Cause I, I can get it. Nah, but you gotta think about it. This shit happened when everybody's probably the same pigment because it was one country. I mean, it was one continent. It was Pantera mm-hmm. or some shit like that. So niggas doesn't look too different. When shit started cracking up and people was in cold areas and we near the equator and shit was like that. That's when skin turns colors and shit. Mm. Natural selection, I think is what it's called. Like I want some money. 
Showtime Tri-Sun Cut, presented by Bobby it's D. Really I appreciate you, brother. Hey. This really reminds me of some tribe called Quest. Hip hop really taught me to give it all I got left. Wu Tang taught us how to beat the projects. And tell my story over beats and it could be a project. Look, how it all begun. Uh, bomb, skibbity bomb. Yeah, grew up on that Nas, on that L, on that pun. Old soul when I was young. Crisscross, make them jump. Battle rap before respect, my nigga. This ain't what you want. Can I kick it when I'm rhyming? Be a legend through Ebonics. Was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Feel like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Shit, we always had dreams of being money making mission. Without jewelry on, hit the jail pose, take a flick. Feel like pocket, keep your head up. Biggie shooting juice. Coach is still alive, just let me prove.